What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever episode 156 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Oh, ha! Oh, oh! Uh, and joining us for the first time, the very lovable Nick Sutner. I'm... I'm also down with the sickness. You are? Yes, he is. That's what I like to hear. So, Nick Sonny, you actually wrote the book on Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> I did. In, in your Twitter bio, it says you literally wrote the book. I'm, and, I'm and, glad I could literally write the book on something. Yeah, and, and that's fantastic. <laughs> so what, what I love about this, the reason that we have you on this episode mm -hmm. is we I beat the Shadow of the Colossus remake. We're going to be doing a Thank you. What a man. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Uh, no trophies be, to prove. We'll never know, but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I wanted to have you on, on the show because, you know, you are quite quite aware of this game and yeah. its intricacies. Well, I, we're mutually interested because I actually haven't played the remake yet, so I'm really curious there's to hear lot, there's how There's a lot going it. on there. Yeah. Uh, but then I also beat Celeste, and then in the credits, I see your name pop up, and I saw Greg, I'm like, this is the perfect episode to have you on. I yeah, love this. It's timing works out pretty well. Up. So ladies and gentlemen, this episode, this episode, this episode. is going to be about reviewing all of the, the amazing games that have come out within like a week time Hell frame. Hell yeah. The Monster end. Hunter. The, the, January 20, 2018 is already starting to look like 2017 in yeah. terms of is this one of the best years in video game history? I just can't believe it. It's a great time for everybody. This is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week we get together right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get the show early by going to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games just like our boy Tom Bach did, our Patreon producer. He's a beautiful person. Uh, you can get the show early. You can watch it live for just $1. You can get the show VOD with the, the whole pre-show and post-show for $10. In the pre-show, we make fun of Tim a lot. We do. We do. And it's, it's a good time. I even make fun do of Do you think he looks goofy with the hat, not with the, you know, It's a little bill? hot for the hat. You guys. Oh, You got to wow. deal, deal, deal with now, the fuzz. Now, Nick. This is a big deal because okay. Tim is king of fashion over function. Fashion mm -hmm. over function. So that'll let you know how hot it really is here in San Francisco today that he's going to let himself be on camera with let that hair. Go. Well, because if he kept the head on, it was going to like wilt into yeah, he, how he you hates. want it. He, wants, yeah, he wants to become, become what he hates. Yeah, exactly. The real thing, will he ever lose this bomber jacket? Oh, it's coming episode? off at some point. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are an audio listener, pull the car over and get your phone out and <laughs> start, start, watch, in, start watching and this on YouTube. Things are about to get really crazy. I want to jump right into it, Greg. All right. Monster Hunter World. Come on and let the hunt be the hunted. That's, That's the, what they say. Yeah, yeah, That's what yeah. they've been saying. You and Kevin have been playing this. Have you played it at Big all, Nick? No, I haven't. Okay. I have have you ever played interested? Monster Hunter? No, so I remember when my, I have a very strong memory of when Monster Hunter was first announced and seeing it in some magazine at the time. And I was like, oh my God, this sounds like the greatest concept ever. Yeah. And then it was revealed that it didn't have any voice chat. And I was playing, I, I forget the exact timing, but I believe I was playing like SOCOM at the time. And sure. And into it. And I was like, if you can't talk to your friends, what's the what's point? What's the point? This and is so a I just sort of like wiped it out of my brain, like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to play that game. And then I, I waited and waited. And, and now I'm interested in some ways. I still have never touched one, though. So I'm, I'm curious wow, how like, really? everyone I know is playing it. Because, so. yeah, we haven't run, I mean, your history, of course, EGM, one up. You went to PlayStation. Now you're out here, gun for hire, doing all this awesome stuff. True. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm weird that I think on paper, I never, ever, ever would have given Monster Hunter, any Monster Hunter, a chance. Mm -hmm. But when I got hired at IGN, it was Jeremy Dunham's, you know, we're going to review everything mm -hmm. and we don't care what anybody likes. So you and I, I reviewed two PSP versions of Monster Hunter. Yeah. And so like 
when you in, it's an obtuse game now, let alone back then. Yeah, and and for a while it was a, like primarily a portable series, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so like I, you know, w- we would have uh, when I was reviewing it, Capcom would do desk side visits where they would come and just play with you for hours and like explain desk intricacies and stuff. Visits. Yeah, and like so I and, I and I f- I fell in love with it there. At least learned to appreciate it, even mm-hmm. though I was like using the PSP claw finger. Claw, like, yeah, I I, like claw. God, yeah, exactly. It was a, it was a big thing back in the day that then Peace Walker, of course, perfected, perfected, uh, <laughs> perfected the claw. <laughs> But once I moved away from reviewing it and it came to Wii when it came with that controller and it came to uh, 3DS and or maybe just DS. I always confuse those. Uh, it was very much something I was like, oh, cool. I've had my time in those. I'm not very mm-hmm. interested in it. And so even when they announced it for PS4, it was a awesome. I'm glad that series is there. I know how important it is. I know how much people love it. Won't be for me. And then the closer we got to release, the more people talked about like because I would talk about the shows. I just wasn't yeah. that you know feeling it. And people were like, no, they fixed this and they did that and blah blah blah. And it was you know as Kevin and I all at the end of or throughout 2017 were warming up to actually playing multiplayer games together and going home. Mm-hmm. This was the one of like I got. I would say. December, I was like, fuck, I can't wait for Monster Hunter World now. And so then I started putting in Kevin's ear that he got into it. Kevin, were you excited for Monster Hunter World? All right, don't freak out, but yep. Yeah, I was. I was pretty excited. Oh, Jesus. You're such a monster. Don't, <laughs> don't freak out. <laughs> you weren't excited. You were ex- at first, you were telling me you wouldn't play it at all. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't listening to the question. But yeah, no, no. At first, I wasn't excited. And uh, when it came out, I... I played maybe what, like three hours on my own. Yeah, and I was like, "Man, this game keeps trying to talk to you." It yeah, you keeps, hate it when games talk to you. Yeah, and it's just like I don't care. I just want to play. <laughs> I heard that. And uh, now I'm like maybe nine hours in. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying it. Kevin and I yeah. are addicted. Really to this. like okay. it. Okay. So when you say nine hours in, is that like is it a, is it are you just playing with friends the whole time? And is it like, are you doing, is it like Destiny where you're sort of doing the same race? We're not doing were, the same or? stuff. We could if we wanted to, okay. right? So it's broken up into like, basically, here's your story missions. Here's your optional missions. Here's your uh, expeditions that you can go out on and, you know, do the different stuff. Because there's like tons of people in your like village square or whatever giving you like, oh, well, yeah. I, I research mushrooms for me and shit like that. And is well, it all, all multiplayer driven? Like even in story mode, that's a thing you're intended to do <sighs> co-op? Story mode, mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah. Story mode is meant, is a, is a pain in the ass to play story missions with each other. It doesn't even slow us down. It doesn't slow us down. What well, slows us down actually? But it's oh, just okay, annoying because yeah. what it is is Kevin will it works like it did on PSP, right? Where of like, all right, cool, you go to the quest board or to your keeper and you're like, all right, now I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pick this quest to do. Mm-hmm. You post it and the way they run it is interesting where it's you and I think it's 16 players can be inside of your like hub world. And you can all go do your own fucking thing and not worry about it. But when you're getting ready to make a, a quest or whatever, you can go post it and choose if it's private or public, and gotcha. then people can come join you that way. And that's four-player, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Uh, the problem is, though, like, Kevin and I were trying to work it out. Like, to, you know, I had been playing before him, then he played a little bit after me, and we're trying to finally... We finally got it to, okay, we have the same story mission, let's go. And you'd try... We, he'd post it, and I'd go to join, and it would be like, you, you haven't progressed enough in the story to do this. And I'm like, uh, but yeah, I have yeah. the same mission. And it, what it is is that you have to start the things solo, in like you know, it's usually every mission is like, oh, go and find this monster. So you go in there, and then you get you when they reveal a new monster, you get the cutscene of the monster getting revealed. You go, you both have to individually play to that part. Then one of you has to quit out, and then tr- join the other person's quest that way, just for the story. Yeah, yeah. If you do the optional stuff, if you do exhibition, that or uh, 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 well, I, I screwed up a time. 
What, what, the, not uh, exhibition. Expedition. Expedition. Expedition, that's right. You go out there and you do it that way. You can jump and go from the start and be fine. Gotcha. And so, like, even going back on certain things, it's fine. But, like, at the moment, trying to play it, if I, both players have to have seen the cutscene for you to be able to join on it. So that's stupid for story, but it's a little gripe in a game that's awesome. And it is, like, Kevin and I, uh, I feel like I had way more problems. This sounds stupid, I know, but way more problems getting PUBG to work with both of us when we first started, didn't we? Or no, GTA. GTA, GTA yeah, Online. Yeah, yeah. PUBG was way more fucking complicated in terms of how are we going to play the same match together? Or like, and it was just a pain in the ass because there was no simple answer when we were looking for, all right, we're in the same game world. I set this up, but random people are joining. How do I private? And blah, blah, blah. You know, even now, I'm still not sure how to get it to work. I... I have a feeling like we still GTA? have to use yeah someone that has a higher. Well, remember level it was Peanut telling us yeah that we yeah. were since we were so low level we didn't have it. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Yeah. GTA Online dead to us. Monster Hunter World lied Lives. to us. So yeah. What is what what makes it awesome? It's the grind of video games. It's the hook of video games. Because yeah, that's because that's I will say that's actually one reason why I'm not as interested as I was yeah. would be is I'm not really into like loot of any sort and sure. I don't really play games for that sort of elite part of the gameplay loop. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I don't play a lot of stuff. I mean, I used to play a lot of, uh, you know, SoCon, like I mentioned, and Halo yeah. and uh, some Rocket League, but I'd mostly have fallen off, like, online, you know, multiplayer gaming. Um, so I'm curious, is that, like, how much of the driver is that? Or, like, is the actual combat and hunting and everything just inherently fun as well and really well done? Like, It's as well done as it ever is, where it's like, I, I wish it was more one-to-one button control action if that makes sense yeah, instead yeah. of getting into combos combos where i'll be like lock the going. monster moves and i keep going i'm like that right, sucks. Right. but like that's a small part of it mm-hmm. whereas like the joy of it is kevin and i bullshitting around running finding the guy then trying to i'm coordinating traps i'm putting down he's talking about where he, he's at his his a uh, cat is helping me out doing all this it's, different stuff it's super satisfying <laughs> to like actually do damage and see the like yeah. giant this giant monster Get hurt, Tim. Can you move my hand, your hands when I move mine? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, see if this you're an giant. audio listener, Kevin has green screened his head in over and Tim's so body perfectly. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good. Yeah, it is really good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, but it is very, very gratifying. It, there's something about like this giant monster that like is T-Rex size coming at you, and you're just standing there with a little fucking hammer. Man. It's not little. Do I have the game for you? Which game are we talking about? But it's yeah, you know, learning to dodge roll. It's learning to work together. It's learning like we're still at the point, where obviously, where we're taking on monsters the first time. So when you start wearing them down and they're kicking our ass, but suddenly you know they start coughing up poison or whatever, like yeah. oh fuck, we're actually doing damage, mm-hmm. or they get angry and all of a sudden are breathing fire. Like last night we were playing and it was like. We're working on this guy, and he's way too big, and we're working, 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 and then finally, like, a dragon four times bigger or whatever showed up. And we're like, what the fuck? You know right, what I mean? Like, right. we're terrified of him. Fish. He's fighting him. We're, like, in pandemonium mode trying to figure it all and out. I was watching someone play a bit recently, and I do like how uh, the sort of, like, damage state of the monster is expressed through their animation. Yeah, and that's yeah there's no health bar changes. for them, yeah. right? You just mm. are trying to... You're, you're never quite sure how close you are, but they'll give you mm-hmm. signs that, yeah, this is it. And every one of them has a different strategy. Every one of them, I think, you know, we're getting to the point where... We're fighting monsters where I've just been going with my dual blades, right? And Kevin's mainly been using a hammer. But, like, last night he started working with the gun lance and all this stuff where it's like, all right, we have to start expanding out. And, like, because it's, you know, the gear loop to it isn't like Destiny, mm-hmm. where in Destiny it was, ooh, a bright Ingram. I can't wait to get that and bump up my stat. And it's very much like you see all the sets and you of armor as you, like, as you beat new creatures, you see then that set unlock and you see what you can right, do right, for okay. it. And so I have a costume I like a lot right now. I see, like, Grimecraft. I don't. I think he stopped making music and just plays this game because he's everything I look. He's like fucking insane and has all this awesome gear. They yeah, look like a badass shovel knight, right? And that's the thing where it's like I totally 
aspire to be that and to put that much into that game. But even right now, I don't feel like I look dumb. And I also feel like the rewards I'm getting are building up and making what I have better. Mm-hmm. But it is that thing of like right now, you know, we Kevin and I are out there fighting what I know from experience are smaller monsters. And right. we're doing like, you know, five points, five hit points damage here. And it's like, well, I can't wait to where this is actually cranked up. And we're really we come back to these guys and just lay them out because we're trying to, right. you know, we're so much better. Here. My other uh, new monster hunter question is what's up with these cats? Yeah. So that's the thing is I have two questions. One yeah. is why is my timeline? Totally filled with the cats. Well, you loved it, you said. So I do why love you, it. Look, don't, I, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. The second question is, what's up with these cats? The, 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 the second question is just like, and why why are they like sushi chefs? Because that's what the cats have always been, or in the Palicos, they have always been in Monster Hunter. They've always just been your little companion. Wait, so pal- are they supposed to like not be cats? They're like Palicos? Correct. Is that their species? Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. exactly. Sure because they can talk right. to you, right? They call, what is it, uh, Meowster? Instead of Master, they call you a Meowster? Okay, that's yeah. what has sold me on the game more so than anything else. Right. <laughs> but it's very in, much dude. like they're they're uh, they're a critical part of solo play, where they they have a weapon of their own. They're not doing a lot of damage, mm-hmm. but what they'll do is draw aggro. So like rather if you because you need to run away and drink a potion to heal Are you or like take an them around or like they no just they're do on their, their own. Okay. I, I, there might be you know elite strategies where people do do that. I definitely haven't gotten into worrying about okay. that yet. But they'll draw aggro. You get to run away. You get to set up a trap or do whatever. Do you like it, them? Like, are they cool or are they, like, slippy from Star Fox? They're fucking awesome. <laughs> Kevin says they are fucking awesome. Uh, Sorry. I wait, like, but do you like Slippy? <laughs> no, no. Slippy sucks. But, like, it's okay. the kind of thing where, like, you're playing and you're like, fuck, my health is down. Yeah. And then they come out of nowhere with this, like, bug that gives you life. Like that they just brought to you. It's true. That and happens. it's like, fuck, thank God. And, and they are, they're helpful. And I think okay. that's more than anything. I would say I have a positive disposition to them, but I'm not yeah. like in love with and my cat. My last cat last, last sub question. Is the sushi, is this monster sushi of the monsters you kill? Or is the sushi that they're just feeding you from I bel- fish from the river to help uh, buoy your monster mm, efforts? That's a great question. Everything's sure. a monster in this world. I think since we're so low okay. right now, and I haven't even I haven't even fucked around that much in the canteen, you know, a cantina uh, to really get a feel for it. I would mm-hmm. assume that you know the menu upgrades and changes as okay. you go or whatever. But yeah, it's it's a weird game of yeah. you got what's well, a weird game period. You could put an end of the sentence there, but I mean of like yeah, you you know you're supposed to eat before you go out to have more stamina. You cook meat on the spot to get it to have more stamina. Right. There's a million little there, it, and probably I imagine that Zelda also uh, like got a lot of people thinking about that recently sure. too. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is to prep. Yeah, it's very interesting in the way Monster Hunter on PSP, when I was told, you know, you're reviewing it, it was like, okay, this is a big deal in Japan. Okay, like, I know it moves PSPs, and I know that. And the fact that over here, it was such a niche. Mm-hmm. And when I was reviewing at the time, I really didn't know anybody else in the industry. And then, granted, you remember this. It was a much more insular industry where we did not talk to other publications. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know people who were, like, huge Monster Hunter fans. And it wasn't until... When we came out, I remember Charles Onyet like revealed himself to be a huge fan. I was like, "What? Where, where the hell? Have you, I, why did we never talk about this back then? It doesn't matter." And then now, like I think you mentioned on maybe kind of funny games daily of like, this is Monster Hunter World is really the Persona Four Golden of this franchise, mm-hmm. where it's like everybody suddenly is like, "Oh, this is awesome! I've heard great things. Now it's on a platform I like. Everybody's playing well, it." Also, Monster. there's like a mainstream awareness. Like I was a couple days ago, I was in this little tiny diner in Michigan in the middle of nowhere yeah. and that was like a sports bar like everywhere is there um, and they had <laughs> uh, they had like ESPN on mute but then like there's a Monster Hunter commercial and I was mm-hmm. like okay this really is like this yeah, is a huge thing yeah. Yeah. I think it's we're just in a much more interesting spot I think for 
online gaming, games as a service, whatever you want to call it. But where it's like before it was like, oh, this is a cool PSP. Let's ad hoc play and do all this stuff. It was like, that's cool, but not many people were doing that. Mm-hmm. And we as Americans weren't that society where it was in Japan. Okay, you're on the train. There's another person. Yeah, we only like looking at each other in person. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, even now where we are with online gaming with games like Destiny or, you know, with games like any of the other games and services that have crossed over. We even remember how it was so weird. I remember being a console player and talking to people who played WoW and MMOs mm-hmm. in general. And you're just like, wow, that, that didn't exist on consoles for so long. Mm-hmm. Whereas now the idea of going home and, you know, Kevin and I put, I guess it was probably a 50 minute time limit into the T-Rex the first time we saw him before when we were way under level right. and we kept getting our ass kicked and it was like well we are getting nothing from this we are wasting time we are wasting resources but fuck is this fun right, right. yeah so is that what you were talking about earlier where I thought it was nine hours or no nine hours is total what you put in so an yeah, hour so I put you about put an hour in. into a fight and you got you lost you got nothing from it do you gain experience points do you gain is there any type of loot that you're getting even if you you're ca- don't yeah, catch you're ca- the monster yeah 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 you ca- catch the monster or you kill the monster kill the monster got it well, well, you maybe, can't or, capture or, I imagine maybe like Dark Souls where you're just learning. Exactly. A big part of it is learning their methods, your methods, what weapons you need or don't need or how right. that would work. Yeah, because you only have limited inventory space you can come into. You have a giant chest at home with all your stuff in I, it. I should know this, but is this one coming to Switch? No, it's not. I, I asked because I was just interested about that part of like Nintendo's trying to cultivate the like, you know, we hang out and play with our sure. Switch yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it would be a good fit now, but I don't know. Yeah. There's a bug flying around. There is. I'm trying to get them out of the fucking way. No, I I don't. I think, I mean, it's one of those. Kevin, how's it running on your normal PlayStation 4? I've seen kids in my timeline complaining about it. I'm playing on a pro. Uh, it's it's running fine. Okay. I honestly don't have any complaints. Okay. So. That'd be my thing. I don't know. You know, not to knock the Switch because I love it so much, but mm-hmm. I don't know how it could yeah, handle all that, that and do that. But even if it just had ad hoc play, that'd be something else for mm-hmm. it there. How many monsters are there? And are there multiple of the same monsters that exist or like when you kill the the t-rex the t-rex oh no 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 no. there's multi you're it's an unlimited pile of monsters okay because what, what the game really is is about when you talk about grinding right is you play through all the story missions sure but then it unlocks the hunts for the monsters you've done and you can go do those turn those back in you're killing when you beat a monster there you know the celebratory music and cool camera sweep and then it stops and it's usually 60 seconds of run up to the monster and carve them up because you need their bones and their skin and all this other stuff to go back to make armor to upgrade your weapons to make these new things so it's it is uh, i'm trying to think of i hope that's a really gruesome like trauma center no, you wish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it does uh, look a little creepy when there's well, sure. three people just kind of yeah just stabbing what's the cat thing? doing during is he just kind of eating running around doing its thing yeah, you know, just being a cat yeah, okay. yeah. i'm yeah. really interested Wait, so how many cats? monsters are there <laughs> i don't know unique well I, okay I, that's the thing is, is it like 10 or is it like 100 i'm it's, no, i mean we're only we're, we're in terms of how big this game is we are that far into it and i and i've yeah, I don't know how you feel anymore, but like once we left the like, hey, I'm doing like real games coverage. If a game interests me, I try to turn off about yeah, it yeah. for the most part. And so like I'm having such a great time of me and Kevin playing. And then like last night we ran into this like fucking flying squirrel snake creature that was made of electricity. And I'm like, this is fucking rad of like, I didn't. It was so hard to beat. It was hard to beat, but it was awesome. Can do it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I did it. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Come on. Good now. job. Kevin. And so I don't want like, I don't know any of the like hard score stats on it or yeah. that stuff. And again, like I'm not. A hardcore monster under player. I have You're experience from back in the day. It's, it's cool too. I imagine playing it for. Well, I don't know. I guess you did play it on PSP, but uh, I know some of the monsters are like back, right? But, yeah, but I'm yeah, sure yeah, most, yeah. a lot of them are new to you. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you see yourself playing this for more than two more weeks? Hard to say. <laughs> Sounds I mean, like a job interview. Where do you see yourself yeah, in two yeah, weeks yeah, from yeah, this yeah. game? <laughs> I don't know. I yes, no. It's, it really. My concern is just like I. Um, <laughs> we are ten hours in. 
And I like I'm so I, when I when we got it and it was like oh you, there's the Horizon pack is part of this and I was like oh holy shit what's that and I looked into it and you can get for your cat like the fucking watcher face and he looks like a watcher I'm like I want that now and it's like you can't get it till you're 186 you get that quest and I'm mm. like we'll cruise to that last night we finally got to hunter rank four and I'm just like oh fuck. and it's like you, but it's, now you can't give up now you gotta get well there. no 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 I mean that I'm just it's a game that I I I this is I'm trying to think of the last game. I don't even know if Destiny was like this, because I guess Destiny I got to binge. Right now my life is not allowing me to binge this game, which is giving me such a strong pull of just like fucking call in sick. Don't come you know what I mean? Like we need to just fucking He literally said that. He's like, we next just, week, let's we just need call to fucking sick. figure this out and make content out of it or something. Cause I just I need a weekend straight to play it because I just want to play it. Cause it's annoying not knowing stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like Kevin and I were fighting the monsters, and this might have been in PSP, but I don't think it was, but maybe it was, and I just don't remember it. But like we were on an elevated plane, right? And like the monster was below us, and I made a move, and I jumped down onto the back of the monster, and he started, fr- and I'm like, fuck, and it's like triangle, 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 and like you're like, and I was like, this, I didn't know this was here. So it's like, right now, 10 hours in, I still haven't even gone, I like, I'm on the subreddit, and I'm like, you know, per- glancing at it here and there I still haven't gone into the let's watch a YouTube video about mm. how you're supposed to do this because mm. I know I'm fight- we are fighting like Neanderthals. Neanderthals like I was telling I'm trying to dip and dodge as much as possible we have a fr- our, <laughs> I have a friend too. from back in the day who dodge works at again. Capcom who's a huge Monster Hunter fan and we were uh, she's been talking to me as it was leading up to it and she's like we should play sometime you know I'm just I, I'm like she's like I'm just running around helping people and I'm like I'm too embarrassed <laughs> by how bad Kevin and I are not that we're bad but like we just no, don't I know I'm bad. We, no, no, you Kevin. don't know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I'm like, I just want to get my feet under me, and I and I, I don't want to be sherpa through this. I love the idea that the game is to a point that Kevin and I can just do this. I mean, I but I just want to get a day where it's like, all right, cool. Here's I've set up my private world. Here's the code and here's the password. Just come join us and do your own thing. Because again, it's not like they're forced on you. I'm gonna have people running up to me. You don't even see each other when you're in the world, mm-hmm. like the hub world. You just have to post quests and see what's going on. So with. With with Kevin, with you guys, how you're playing? You said you both just hit uh, level four or whatever. Yeah. If you were to go on vacation or whatever, and Kevin keeps playing and gets up to to level seven, would that like totally not no be fun to play together anymore? Or I mean, it, I I don't know when when the I was- monsters scale to the di- to whoever's in there. So when you're playing solo, they're perfect for you. When you're playing with other people, it'll scale it'll, the like, difficulty. Match in a way. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So I, and I and at that point, I wouldn't care because like again. Kevin and I, we're Legion of Doom over here. You know what I mean? We're bringing mm-hmm. monsters to their knees. So if that was the case where, that would actually help us out in a lot of ways because Kevin would see all the cutscenes and, and I'd be like, would, yeah, I'm fighting this guy. And like, we're, we're in PS uh, and party chat. Like last night, it was me, Kevin, and Jen in party chat. And she was way behind us still trying to unlock the stuff to where she could play with us. So we were just chatting up about whatever and he was off on a mission, I was off on a mission. And then it, it took for me to get to, all right, here's the monster, come help me. He'd be able to j- jump in, go do it. And I think, that's where you're seeing what you'll see when we start streaming it or when I do start putting out my code on Twitter of just like, come on in and post your quest. And if I want to, I'll jump in there because I need can, to go get this. Can you drop people in live to like an encounter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, if the encounter is going and you're open or you've invited them, yeah, you can jump oh, in. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah you, you can have it open and there's an ID that you can just punch in. Yeah. He's talking about, though, if they joined our world and we were already off on a hunt. Yeah. Got but it. yeah, our quest yeah, would still be there offline, open as yeah. long as we didn't have all four people. Cool. How long do you think you're going to play, Kev? I don't know, man. I could see this going like I'm join and, and I'm enjoying it on a level I did not expect, mm. and so I'm I'm very curious how much like time we'll put in this because I mean I'm still I still definitely want to play PUBG and I want to try to get some like uh, PUBG going this weekend, but mm. 
I have a feeling it's going to be all Monster Hunter. I, my, yeah. my, my thought process on it would be this, is that I love it. I'm super committed. I'm interested to see where it goes. And just like the Monster Hunters before it, right, and what you're seeing when I look at Grimecraft's story or anybody else putting up their photos, is this story of Monster Hunter is your personal journey. And when you got those pants, when you upgraded your greaves, when you, you know what I mean? And so I think eventually it might get to, we're not, we're not like, I'm not ready to quit kind of funny to go play Monster Hunter all the time, mm-hmm. but it'll get to where Kevin and I do a match at PUBG and it's like, man, I don't want to do another thing of that, but I know you want to go grind some whatever, but I'm this close to this thing. I want to do that. Like there's going to be a day where I'm like, <clears throat> I, I, I in, in my perfect world, Nick, I'm always like, I should just have it running on my PS4 here and just go get some mushrooms here and there and do like the little side questy shit. And it's just, we're too busy here even for that. But I feel like that'll be it where it's like we play for a while and it's like, all right, you want to go knock off some stuff or jump in or here's this new content or these new costumes or something to go get. I'm glad you guys like it. Real quick, let me just give a shout out because like I, the there's something I experienced in the game that I've seen as a gif in um, <coughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild, where it was like, oh look, you're just walking up to this thing and there's two like giant monsters that are just fighting. Yeah, and like we've actually experienced that. Like I never experienced that in Zelda. Mm-hmm. Like I've never walked in and like seen a giant rock golem thing fighting some other monster, but with with it's Monster Hunter, times yeah, now, it's yeah, happened yeah. multiple times where it just like we'll be in an area where a fucking giant dragon comes out and just swoops on him. That's pretty it's, cool. It's yeah, amazing. It, it makes the world feel so real. Yeah, and that's the thing is like the wor- there's so much happening on the map. In the in there's Monster Hunter is such a big part of it. Is I mean, in similar to Breath of the Wild, but I mean, I think. Uh, no, no offense to Breath of the Wild, a way greater scope and mm-hmm. detail is crafting, and so it is like the you know X uh, X. Ex- what is it? Ex- I want to say exhibition. Expedition. Expedition. I don't know why I can't remember. You're just an exhibitionist. Like the bar? Like the car. Oh, the Ford Exposition. Expedition. Expedition. <laughs> Exposition. When you go out on these fucking free missions, you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It literally is. They just drop you on the map, and they're like, you're here for as long as you want. There is no time limit, and you have, like, your side quest log of things to hunt or whatever, or gather. And so it could be that, like, oh, and, like, the whistle, they added in this one the wish list function. So it's like, cool. I want to upgrade my swords to this, but I'm short of these things. I can add it to the wish list. And mm-hmm. so when I'm running around expedition mode, I can see what quests I have available, things to kill, and then that as well. And so it can be cool. I'm just gathering honey because I want to make more potions or I'm going to go out and hunt this very specific type of creature because I need more bones or skins or hide or whatever. It's great. Pretty Monster cool. Hunter is awesome. Pretty cool. Let us know in the comments what you're thinking. Come on. About let the hunt be the hunted. Monster Hunter. Uh, n- I want to talk about Shadow of the Colossus, the yeah. remake on the PlayStation 4. So you, you have not played it yet. I've not. Is How it come? killing you? Uh, no, actually, I'm like, I, I don't know. My my emotions about it have been sort of up and down over time. I mean, largely, I'm just really excited that a lot more people get to play it, especially for the first time, Greg. Yeah. Um, not Well, not from Total Scratch, but, but it I sounds mean, like you hadn't played much enough. of it before. Like, right, yeah. I don't think I've ever got past the second Right, right. Colossus. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for that. I, uh, you know, I think the PS3 remaster is like is incredible, and I mm-hmm. think that's like the sort of best version of that the game could have been. Um, so I felt sort of conflicted seeing it. And I was like, oh, it's like a pretty big change. I don't know if that's what the game needs, but if that's what it takes to get it into a lot more people's hands. And now that I've seen more and more, I've been just like watched a review this morning. I was like, okay, it does look really stunning. Yep. Um, and yeah, now I'm just like super curious. My review of the game simply is this is Stop. the definitive version. Oh, you're right. Hey, friends of the FTC, PlayStation sent us this game for review. We didn't buy it ourselves. They sent it to us for review. No promises. It's not an ad thing. Don't worry. Kevin, we need that disclaimer up here, too. This is our, you know, fucking PlayStation. Couldn't you help us out before you left? We're in the influencer bucket instead of the press bucket now, so we got to say this stuff all the time. Ah. Yes. So, yeah, they sent us the game. Uh, 
Shadow of the Colossus remake on PlayStation 4 is the definitive version of one of the best games of all time. I, from beginning to end, was once again enthralled by such an amazing world, such a different experience for what video games have Mm -hmm. shown us. And man, it is so, so fantastic. Still has issues, still has a lot of the same issues that the uh, other game had. Um, I haven't beat Shadow Colossus since it first came out in 2005. I I bought the PS3 collection, but I... I beat Eco because I'd never Eco, whatever you want to call and it. You can beat it in like a sitting. Uh, but I'd never beat it before okay. on PS2, so I beat that, and then I, I booted up Shadow, and I was like, "Cool, it's Shadow," but I was like, "I'm not going to replay this yeah, right yeah. now." Um, and even when they announced it E3, I was kind of like, "I don't know that I need to go back to the game. It's you know, it's very special to me, but whatever." But just like with how everything's been working out, like early in the year, there wasn't any game I was looking <laughs> forward to. Monster Hunter doesn't speak to me. I was like, "I'm kind of itching." The more videos I saw, the more I was mm-hmm. like. You know what? They got me because it is while, beautiful. Yeah. And I played it on uh, PS4 Pro, and there's two modes in PS4 Pro that you can use. There's cinematic mode and um, I wrote down performance mode. Mm-hmm. So performance is 60 frames per second, but it's at 30 or 60 frames per second, um, but it's at 30. Wait, sorry, what? What, Performance 1080? mode is 60 frames per second, but it's 1080. Gotcha. Right. right. Um, but or cinematic. 4K, right? Yeah, yeah. Cinematic mode is 30 at 4K, which is really it's 1440p, but like super sampled up to 4K. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's not like true, true 4K. It doesn't matter. Can. It's fucking beautiful. Um, so what did you play it on? It is. I. So that's the thing is I jump between the two. Like okay. I feel maybe like. I'd say I probably played half the game at performance, half the game at cinematic, and I was just trying to figure out the difference. At the end of the day, I definitely preferred the performance mode, the 60 frames per second. Mm -hmm. It made the monsters just feel, or the colossi, feel so much more, like, real. And seeing the fur and seeing the way they move, and the the animations really added. I think that that's uh, one of the things that this game did so right is it... Made they nailed the animations. Him jumping on aggro just looks so much better than it used to. And uh, the when you do the thing where you stand on on the horse and you can like shoot bows and arrows, it's yeah, like yeah. it looks real. It looks cool and it like it totally fits. Um, and the the biggest improvement to me is HDR. Mm-hmm. HDR on PS4 or PS4 Pro is stunning. And uh, a lot of people have been asking me uh, what games the best to show off HDR. And I, I used to say Horizon. I used to say uh, Ratchet and Clank. Those are both beautiful. This is the game. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's literally, it's in the name, Shadow, right? Like, this game uses shadows so well, and there's so much shadows, and there's so much bright, almost, uh, like, blown out. Like, it looks kind of like like that right there, where it's just these, this blown out light. And seeing the difference, seeing light go through the... the uh, blades of grass. Between, yeah, blades of grass and between the leaves and, and, and forests <laughs> and stuff. And uh, the whole, the, the lighting in the game is unbelievable. And the HDR, just looking at it, there's so many times I would stop and just be like, I saw the the photo mode looks pretty ridiculous too. And from the what photo I saw. mode with all the and filters. There's also, I guess, a few filters you can actually play. You can use, mm-hmm. like turn on while you're playing. Yep. So you can just switch between a bunch of filters, and it's not the type of filters that are kind of like grown worthy, where it's like this just looks like some Instagram bullshit. Why would you want to mm-hmm. fuck your game like that? Um, they they decided to go with a different look overall for the game, as I'm sure that you're aware just watching it. Sure. Um, it's a little less warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, than, it, than it used to be, but there was a warm filter that makes it look like it used sure. to, and I, and I appreciate that. Um, the So graphically, it is one of the most impressive looking games I've ever seen. Having said that, it's not perfect. Uh, a thing that really bothered me, and the reason that I was switching between the two modes, is the the amount of pop-in really? is ridiculous. And I'm not seeing anyone in other reviews talking about this, but 
uh, no matter what field you're in, mm -hmm. it you, it looks like the grass is constantly just growing in front of you. Mm -hmm. And I, I was in um, uh, cinematic mode for a while, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just because it's 4K and it can't really handle it. Then I moved over to performance, and it was there as well. And I was like, this is it's kind of upsetting because that's such a expected thing for me, where it's like when you're when you're trying to make everything. Looks so good, like it, it stood out a lot. I mean, that is that the original does have that, and the PS3 one has that. So I wonder, you know, I don't know the process behind this one, and and sort of what Blue Point started with from scratch versus yeah, yeah. like working on the existing code. But maybe that's something that was like not worth the trouble to you know revisit. I yeah, know. from my understanding, it is total from the ground up. Okay. Their code, their sure. code. They made it. Uh, it's not from the original. It is them trying to make remake exactly what that was. Mm -hmm. uh, it's similar to the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy that came out last yeah, year. Yeah where it is as faithful as possible to the original, but it's not actually from the original. Sure. Um, and you can tell, and like it's, it feels exactly like the other game did. Uh, there's modern controls, and then there's uh, How are the, the original controls? controls. The modern controls, not perfect. Um, okay. And that, that's the thing, is like, it's it's a weird struggle where I feel like I'm sounding negative about this game based on like the you love it. The, the, the you just it I love it, and it is it is one of the best games of all time, and this is the definitive version for sure. Um, however, the idea of modernized controls excited me because um, while I never really had an issue playing in 2005 on a PlayStation 2 because that's how games were then. Yeah. Um, playing the idea of when, when I booted up on PS3, it felt outdated then, mm -hmm. and it felt like ah oh, like. The amount of times you have to like hold the thing up and just you got kind of claw like uh, on the on the dual shock too. And I was like, okay, cool, they're gonna they're gonna modernize this. And the way that they did, it's definitely better, but it still doesn't fix a lot of the issues that I had. A lot of people complain about the camera. Camera never got in my way. Camera, I feel, is is great for making the the fights feel like a struggle. Like and it, it's not like a an excuse, it's a that's part of it, right? But uh, I couldn't help but compare the game to Breath of the Wild, playing mm -hmm. it. Having just played Breath of the Wild, and, and it, on one hand, it's such a compliment to Shadow of the Colossus, where I'm like, holy crap, in 2005, an experience like this existed. Mm -hmm. That on PlayStation 2, and seeing this game, it looks like you remember the PS2 game looking. That's always the best compliment you can give a, yeah. a remake. But I was, I was shocked playing it, where Breath of the Wild is... One of my favorite games of all time blew me away. But when I was first playing, I was like, there's not been nothing like this ever. And now replaying this, I'm like, yes, there has. <laughs> like, yeah, there, yeah. there actually has, especially when it comes to the climbing, you mm -hmm. know, like just climbing the classes and all this and that and the stamina system and all that. And like, it's, it's interesting to see that that comparison, too, and to, to think about a lot of people, things that people praised for uh, Breath of the Wild for are things that were like really Shadow of the Colossus influences. But it's easy totally. not to think about it because it, it is weird that Shadow went down the sort of one route in a lot of ways, which I talk about in my book, um, <laughs> that not a lot of other games went down. It's sort of on this weird branch of gaming history that not, like, Eco was super influential in like myriad ways you could easily yeah. obviously point to with the companions and games and um, but Shadow sort of exists over here uh, that eventually came around and had some influences in things like Zelda um, but otherwise was sort of this weird outlier for a long time so it's great to see it like yeah uh, have this have this status now and um, I assume the the modernized controls are sort of more accessible as they, they're as it were. definitely so more the accessible uh, with the controls yeah um, it's 
And I know it's hard because it's, yeah, yeah, it's hard because I'm trying to remember like how it all. Well, I imagine like good. they flipped the X and the triangle. Triangle, right? great. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's good. So you jumped with triangle by default in the original. Yeah. Thing. Now you jump with X. Um, R two is to to grip and and climb, which I think that that was original as well. Um, which was really fun jumping between this and Celeste because both are the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's grip. That's how. That's good for me. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many changes to it, and I, I think that Cause, I my mean, a big part of the controls, like I, for me, missing Shadow, I think it was the fact that when I got it on PS2, I just, I don't think in buying it sight unseen, it was like, oh, EGM liked it, so of course mm-hmm. I'll pick it up or whatever. I think I expected something different, or I didn't understand what I was getting into. Whereas, like, I know people said this Last Guardian, especially when I didn't like Last Guardian, but like the struggle of climbing and making it difficult is a key component of the game, right? I mean, that's why it's interesting to talk about some of the stuff of, like, uh, the modernized controls and all that, because yeah. a lot of it, I think, the design top to bottom is very intentional, for better mm-hmm. or worse, and they want their, you know, Edison wants his games to feel a yeah. specific way, I think, and um, and they do things where they prioritize, they often prioritize animation over responsiveness, and I think, uh, and, and I'm sort of a defender of the controls a lot, and I, I do talk about it in the book and stuff, too, but uh, I think a lot people react adversely to it because it just doesn't feel like other games that they're used to. So yeah. to me, like modernizing is making it feel like other stuff you play. Yeah. Uh, which again, if but it, it makes doesn't it, though, and, and that's the thing is like these modern sure, controls, sure. they don't. Like right. these modern controls and are probably just because it was never made to be that. And, right. and and it's to me the most interesting thing about the controls is it is easy, easy to complain about it. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be like, well, this doesn't feel like Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild controls better. If this game controlled like Breath of the Wild, there'd be no game. Like that's like that you can't have the controls. Sure. When I when I when I've talked about that and I and, and admitted that it's just it was an unfair thing by me, but it's just what turned me off to it at the time. I always say though I didn't want them to come back and make it perfect and make it the way I think it should play because I feel like we'd get into Twin Snakes territory. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember because like when mm-hmm. oh the, we added, the camera, we added first, first person. person, it's like oh great, you broke the ninja fight. Right. Yeah. Right. Gray Fox does it. like bam, bam, bam. And also the Vulcan Raven fight in the tank. Yeah, it's just like boom. This is so easy where it was so difficult. Yeah. And yeah, it w- it would be like that. And it's. It's very different than Last Guardian. Um, I I liked Last Guardian a lot, but it I would liken that more to to Eco than to Shadow of the Colossus, and I feel like it was all the frustra- frustrating parts of Shadow of the Colossus with Trico and how he moved. Sure, and like I I did have camera issues in that game, and you're right, struggling controls. It, it was never fun. Uh, but that's because that was a struggle to get on the thing mm-hmm. and get them to do what you wanted to do. Whereas the classes, it's a struggle because you're fighting them. Yeah, exactly. So like it's inherently different. And yeah, it's just it's it's funny because the the modernized controls, it's just taking the controls the original game had and just fixing things that are obviously weird, like yeah. jumping with triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, they're they're the same <laughs> controls. So which was your favorite? I gotta know. Was your favorite classes? Uh, so that's the thing. I can tell you my least favorite. Okay. It's the same as it used to be, which yeah. is the the two and the smaller, the tiny ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, all the problems that existed before still do. Sure. Where the smaller colossi are way too hard to get onto and stay onto and to find their their points, and they're if they knock you down, you're fucked because the moment they, they hit you, you into a corner. it's yeah, you, they bludgeon you in a corner, and the animation is so long for your you getting up that by the time you get up they can knock you down again mm-hmm. so you kind of at that point aren't fighting against the colossus you're fighting against the the camera there and trying to like get into a place that he just can't hit you um so i didn't like those at all but it any of the flying ones are are just sure, yeah. that that's where the, the this game the spectacle of each of these fights like it is unlike 
anything I've experienced in a video game. And when you get on one of these classes and it start, it's fucking taking off and flying, and you feel like I can't fall off this thing, you know? And it's like you start to relate to the character and the struggle becomes so real. Oh man, that so the the like the bird like one and then the the sand the, worm, worm, yeah, the yeah. sandworm is so awesome. Yeah. Um another one of my least favorites would be the final one. Not not oh, really? not okay. too big a fan. Uh, I the, of the, of the, the spectacle the, the, the scope is great, yeah. but um the final parts of where you're fighting it, I that was like one of the only times I'm like this is just frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Like I I just I'm not en- enjoying this, but um I will say that the getting from Colossus to Colossus uh, was my least favorite part of the game, uh, where since I've done it before and I was like familiar with the world, right, it, right. it was just kind of a chore where I'm like just tapping the the button to make aggro go faster, and like I see I reach top speed, I'm like I just want to go faster than this, <laughs> right. like ah, just get I, me get me where I need to go. For me, weirdly, obviously, I'm in like I have a unique relationship to this game, but that's one of the things I'm most interested in is just exploring and seeing every little thing that's been changed. Because even like the little like you know little shady glade of glen of trees uh, that I see in like some previews and stuff like looks very different now and. Just little different pieces of architecture look different, um, and I know they have added some stuff sure. that I saw like some uh, articles on about Easter like oh there's some yeah like Guardian Easter egg and stuff. So you're gonna um, love it. I'm so excited for you to play it because I don't know Shadow right. Colossus in that way. I, right. I like, I've been once. all the way down to the bottom of this rabbit hole, and it goes like so deep of like little fan theories and whatever. So I'm yeah. really curious to see which of those they sort of like either expanded on or went through. You know, and there's lots of leftover bits, obviously, from the infamously like cut Colossi right that, yeah. that people have discovered. So I'm curious if that that stuff is that still in there. I'm really curious about that yeah no i don't know any of that stuff yeah. but it's as, he, as <laughs> the super fan how does that start like how did you get and i know this isn't specifically about your review but i mean in the realm of shadow like how do you get to writing a shadow of the colossus book oh, like, um, you all, like from a release were you like all about this game yeah yeah from okay. release so okay. i was working at eb games at the time yeah. and i think i helped get like the most pre-orders in our district because uh, <laughs> my, my uh my manager greg and i were just like such huge fans of it and yeah. we both love we loved eco and we just loved the game and were super excited for it and like you i think i saw them praising it in egm or whatever and uh, and actually i remember the very first time reading about it and i was like it described it as the levels are like creatures you can climb and i was like what that's, that's <laughs> so incredible uh so from moment one i was excited about it and then it really as soon as i played it, i was like okay this is my favorite game ever it's just one of my favorite things ever too like just pieces of art like singular influential things in my life and it's always been number one by that great margin Um, and so I ended up being a Kickstarter backer of the Boss Fight book series which has a bunch of great other books too Uh, Splunky is the other one I'd strongly recommend Um, which is written by the developer Uh, so uh, anyway I was a Kickstarter backer and there's always each season of books there's a fan voted um, book as well uh, that um, and I voted for Shadow of the Colossus I was like oh I'd love to see a Shadow (laughs) book and then I saw on a backer update they were looking for writers for it and I was like this is the role I was born to play yeah (laughs) Uh, so uh, yeah so I ended up talking with Gabe who runs the series and it all worked out Um, it was sort of weird doing it like because I was working for Sony at the time yeah like as this is like a non-official book this is like a fan thing separately that took some were they okay with it but yeah I mean eventually they were yeah, very yeah. cool and supportive. What um, What is the book about? Because I know a lot of the boss fight books kind of aren't necessarily about the game. It's Some of them are more about people's experience with the game and things like that. Sure. Um, no, this really is sort of about the game. And I think it's, uh, I approach it as sort of like a travelogue. So I think it's a fun like companion guide in a way to, um, I, I would encourage if anyone uh, ends up reading it to like play a Colossus, then read the chapter about it. Because I would about it oh, up so okay. there is one chapter per oh, Colossus. Oh, dude, I'm, I need um, to get on this. That yeah, sounds I'd love awesome. Yeah, I'd to think about it. Because um, yeah, it's, it's one of those games where... 
you don't really know what's going on. Sure, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it's definitely one of those things where as soon as I, I replayed it now, I was like, I'm going to go up on Wikipedia and kind of right, read right, some things because right. I'm like, I don't really know and, what's and happening. And that's the stuff I try to dig into, like why the different fights are interesting and then talk about different aspects of the game along the way when they sort of like rear their heads. Um, and uh, <laughs> the other part is just talking to a whole ton of developers who from like Neil Druckmann to uh, Joseph Ayers and like everybody who was really influenced by the sure. game. Um, so there's a whole ton of chats and quotes with other developers um, as well sort of threaded throughout that about different elements of it because again it's like weirdly uh like i said eco is like very has its very obvious influences yeah. shadow i think was very influential as well but in like a different weird way sure what's um, your favorite so, colossus uh well i feel like i need to play the new one now to like reevaluate but <laughs> it's just the third one on the top of the like pedestal and the oh chaos yeah in the in the you know on the island um was just i love that one um but now it's like i've played through the game so many times and like i suck at it so much that it's like there i love them each in different ways yeah <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, another way that they did enhance the controls that uh makes the game a lot better is when you're on aggro and you're going in tight corridors and like you're on like mountain cliffs and stuff mm -hmm. uh the auto control of just kind of you just like need to just keep press it forward, going yeah. press forward and it will do the mm -hmm. curves for you and do all that much better. Than, oh, that's cool. Than yeah, because that was be. always there, but I'm imagining now they sort of smoothed out the it's geometry much, of the level, so it's it can much smoother. Pass yeah, because better. before there was a problem. Uh, I experienced this a lot in the PS2 one, where like if the horse hit uh, a little rock, it would come full stop. Right, right, right. And you'd have to awkwardly kind of like tank control it to turn around mm -hmm. and then and then keep going. It was there, frustrating. There's also some really interesting things. Again, just talking about the stuff that like weird things people find in the game. Like there's this one like giant eagle in the game that lives in this huge weird tree that's in a very specific place and that is the only eagle in the game that you can like hold on to and like you won't fall off of it and you just keep flying with that eagle so like is that eagle still in this version? I would like to think so but <laughs> I don't know. So there's weird things like that that I only know about because again I went down this rabbit hole that sure. uh, is it still there. I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm curious. So Greg, are you going to give this game another 100%, shot? 100%. Yeah, okay. If we got this, we got codes from this from Sony, hey FTC. Uh right at I thought we were going to get it right before I went to Canada cuz we got an email like the Monday before and I left on Saturday. I was like, "Oh fuck, this will be perfect." And like on Thursday I, I emailed the ROM and I was just like, "When are these coming?" He's like, "Monday." I'm like, "Fucking hell." And so like it happened and then when I came back Monster Hunter was happening yeah. I was, I'm way more jazzed for Monster Hunter and the same but it's just because that's a different experience right of like when Kevin can't play or when we wind down jump into that or like I'm going to take my PlayStation with me on this trip if the inter hotel internet sucks that but then again Celeste and then a million I, other games I really wonder how you're going to feel going back and forth between that and Monster Hunter just with the basic sort of high sure. level concept of controls hey man, maybe being I'm going to be Mr. Japanese Gamer all of a sudden yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Look well me. the cool thing too is this game does not last long and I think that's definitely to its benefit how long uh, did it take you? Fuck, I want to say six Hours. But I bet that's because you played it before. Sure. Like, that's the last thing is I knew where I, I was going. I'd, I'd guess probably twice that for your first. Yeah. yeah. I would um, maybe, oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's well. There we Finally, go. Finally, I was it's, hoping it's it would come up during this. Nice. Jeez. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, no. It's uh, it's. I, I love that Colossus too, man. God. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. But it, it's a beautiful game. It is such a great journey. I love how different it is from other video games. And like you were saying that, you know, Eco did influence a lot of things. And this one kind of weirdly didn't in a lot of ways until I'd say recently Breath of the Wild. But it's just it's so weird how I feel like a lot of things that we talk about this game sound like bad things, but absolutely sure. are. It's like it's such an open world and there's no bad guys. Yeah. In it. Like, well, pre, I mean, think about pre Breath of the Wild, too. It's like. What other sort of AAA games give you room to breathe like that and just sort of be alone think, in the yeah. middle of nowhere with nothing else to do? Very intentionally. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, that's the beautiful thing about it is there's not just random little grunt enemies around. Like there are the sixteen colossi, they're out there, mm -hmm. and then it's just it's you and some wildlife, and <coughs> that's it. And uh, it just creates such a, a different 
experience going in. And then just the way that they handle, uh, without spoiling anything, when you beat each one, things happen. And it gets progressively more and more like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, what's what's going on? And there's that's the drive to want to get to the next thing to figure out what is really going on is so interesting. And like just the way that it handles like, are you a good guy? Are you a bad guy? Mm-hmm. Like, do you even know? It's like, wow, this was, is a beautiful game. Yeah, I was going to say that to Greg, too. Is I, I'd say, and this is when I've talked to some people who sort of gave up midway through Last Guardian. I'm like, just finish it because the where the story goes really validates so much of like what you've done so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just the ending is really interesting and the whole the whole thing. And there's not much story, of course, but there's sure. a few like key cut scenes. And I think it's really interesting, and especially some of those elements of like how 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 you feel about killing them and how that changes over the course of the game um, is great. And then and then having a sense a little bit of how it may or may not tie into the other games too, yeah. which is of course its own And that's, that's question. a whole other very cool thing. And it, yeah. it, replaying this made me like uh, Last Guardian even less uh, than I did, mm. but that's just because I, I love this game so much. And Bluepoint knocked it out of the park. I, I was reading a read on recent era, a thread of people talking about um, what they want Bluepoint to do next, if it's to continue doing more remakes, or is it time to finally just let them make something new again. I think the last time they did was early PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, just keep doing remakes. Like, they just do them so well. Like, looking at the Uncharted collection. Yeah. Like, they knocked that out of the park. This this type of, like, ground up. Yeah, come on. Let's let's go. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Well, I mean, they did the, uh, the collection. Oh, sorry. That's my record. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they had done the Legacy Collection or whatever they called did it. Did they also do God of War and all those? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, those are great. Yeah. Uh, but no, this, this is different. Like, this is... Somehow makes it look like a PS4 game. Like it, it doesn't look like a remake of an old game. Like if yeah. people didn't sure. know it was a remake, sure. playing this, they'd be like, "Oh shit, cool." This and is I'm really a curious game. how people are going to respond to it as like a new game for yeah. those people who don't really know its history. It's like if you walk in a store and you pick up this thing and it's like, "Oh, cool, giant creatures." Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You know. Forty dollars too, though. So it's like that's the thing. Uh, yeah. It's like it is. It is a budget price, yeah. um, and that's great. I think it's more than worth it. Um, if you're interested at all, I would highly recommend picking it up. And again, let me know what you think. About Shadow of the Colossus. Kev, are you going to play this one? Yeah. Good. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it a lot. Yeah. And while you're there, go to boss5books.com and enter the code agro for 15% off oh, uh, my book for, nice. I don't know, a little while. Yeah, shout out to my wife, Jean-Vivre Saint-Ange Miller, whose book that is, because she's a huge Shadow fan. Nice. And we were, uh, she's like, oh, I picked it up. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I buy that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Very cool. I saw I saw it recently at Green Apple Books. Oh yeah, that's yeah. where I bought it. Oh yeah? yeah, I did a reading from it there a little while ago wow. for, the, for the Splunky book launch party. Yeah, Man. it's fun. Yeah, so I've seen it in, in stores in. is like a total thrill. Oh, that must bet. be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Tim's drinking Lacroix. Ah, you know I want to talk about Celeste, Greg. But uh-huh. before hey, we I, do I, that, I knew something was going to happen here. Oh, you're this, gonna do an ad read? Yeah, I'm gonna well, go. I'm gonna get a beer. You want more water? Please, thank you. You want a beer? I know. Can I get another one of these guys? Sure. Thank you. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries and Pro Flowers have teamed up to help you really impress your Valentine this year with the perfectly paired collection. Go ahead and think inside the box this Valentine's Day. I love that. That, that was good. That was real good. This really is a one-of-a-kind gift. Your dipped strawberries and flowers will arrive together in a beautiful, specially designed box that will keep your berries cold and your flowers fresh. Guaranteed. How you like them berries, Kevin? Because I know you have. So you ate a lot of them berries. So 
Berry? I was just in Chicago. Let me tell you, my berries were very cold. Yeah? Uh -huh. You have them cold berries? <laughs> uh, I recently, I got this for Gia. She loves the flowers. A lot of beautiful roses. Our house is smelling real nice right now. Uh, right now, you guys can save 20% on any one of the perfectly paired combinations or any other gift over $29 with the promo code KFGAMES. Hurry in order today. Valentine's Day is next week. There's only one way to get 20% off perfectly paired gift over $29, and that is to go to berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com today. And enter code KFGAMES at checkout. Checkout. That's berries.com. Code KFGAMES. And the second sponsor is good old Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. And while many people know what we do, many people don't know but the types of meals you can eat when you cook with Blue Apron. Like strip steaks with potatoes and a spicy maple collard greens. That sounds like a Greg Miller special if I ever heard one. A steakhouse-inspired favorite with a delicious twist, chili-infused maple syrup. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. There's three different meal plans that you can do. It's a two-person meal plan uh, that serves two people, obviously. You get to choose from eight new recipes per week with a choice to receive either two or three recipes any week. There's the family meal plan that serves four people. You get to choose four recipes per week with a choice to receive two, three, or four. And then finally, there's the wine plan where you get six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. Greg and Jen have been partaking in that, and they have been loving it. You get these cute little wine bottles. Taste them. A little taste test. It's wine for dinner. Yeah, why not, dude? Wine, why not. You know what I mean? They haven't been doing that as part of the Yeah, it's not even sponsorship. They pay for it. They pay for their own Blue Apron wine. You liking it, Greg? What? The Blue Apron wine? Yeah. He does. Can we get sponsored by Blue Apron wine now? Mm -hmm. Well, just, it's the whole thing. Oh, just Blue Apron. Blue Apron in general. Uh, Blue Apron is treating kind of funny Gamescast listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash gamescast. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash Gamescast. Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Now, Kevin just handed me his water glass when I was going to get my beer and did this. And I came back with more water for me. I was like, you did not. You said, I love you. Cool Greg, bring Kevin a Pilsner. Get baby his bottle, Cool Greg. Well, I went back there. Andy Cortez just laying on the couch. What are we paying this kid for? I don't know, man. Gundams. I know. He's on his phone. He's probably looking at a Gundam. Yeah. Celeste, ladies and gentlemen. Game of the year. Game of the year. Game of the motherfucking year, man. If you're not playing Celeste, get off your ass. Get it. It is Great point. $20. Yeah. Right? $20 on every system. Switch, PS4, Xbox One, Obtainable PC, platinum if you want Mac, to. you're saying? Could be hard. Uh, I, I mean, I play it on my Mac. Play it on Mac. <laughs> it's available everywhere, and it is so damn fantastic. I put a tweet out saying that it, it's only been 30 days into the year, but... If this is not my game of the year at the end of the year, I'm going to be shocked because I don't know what could possibly take this thing down. Spider-Man. There's a lot. There's a lot. But God man, Celeste is a very special game. And you worked on it. What did you do on it? I did. So I was the script editor and uh, contributing writer or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, so after I left Oculus a few months ago, um, I sort of went to explore the world of what other stuff I can do and do some more creative work and do some more writing and um, I saw Matt Thorson, uh, the creator of Celeste and along with another a, a whole great team uh, and he did Towerfall as well of course. Um, he put out a blog post when the game was delayed till or you know whatever delayed till 28 or till yeah 2018. Yeah, <laughs> See, yeah. What year is it? What year is it? What year is it? <laughs> um, 
And he mentioned there that he was right in the game, but I, I forget exactly what he said, but I sort of got the impression that like he was a little unsure because it was the first game, I mean, yeah, yeah. that he had really put that much story into. And um, and so I reached out like, hey, is this something I could help out with? I'd love to get involved. And he was like, oh, I didn't even think about you, that, but that actually makes a lot of sense. So he sent me a build um, and I played through the first like chapter um, and then uh, he sent me the script and I like gave him a bunch of feedback and tweaks and stuff and he was into it and we just went from there. Um, so I ended up just doing sort of some, you know, just like, just little editing, tuning, and tweaks, and changing this here and there, and writing a bit here and there, and just sort of help like fleshing out the story to um, to help really tell the best version of what they wanted to tell. So uh, and I think really the story is all yeah, just all me. <laughs> uh, and I think the story is fantastic. The story is so you know, it was before I showed up. The but, writing is fantastic, and yeah. I think that like that is something that that makes it so special because it's a two D platformer. Yep. It, mm-hmm. And you a know, in, in in a world where grueling two D platformers retro style is is nothing fresh and interesting. This game is. This yeah. game to me is is up there with the Shovel Knights. A lot of people keep comparing it to Super Meat, Meat Boy, Boy, and that's that's apt in in just the in how difficult it is and the, the kind of like and try room, try again try and try again like room progression yeah, system. Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, like this takes it to a, a different level because 100%. of the the story and the characters and my boy and Theo. Just, just the context, I my think too. Theo. Generally, and again, I I feel like I worked. My role was small enough that I feel like I can join in the praise in this game and not feel weird about it. But um, <laughs> we did such a great job making yeah, this yeah. game. Um, but I think what's great, yeah, is you. I think you care about like Madeline's journey, and I mean, I love Meat Boy as well. But it's like you care about this like brutal level design. You don't really care about like rescuing Bandage Girl. Bandage I mean, you do, but it's fun. But it's like you know, in Celeste, it's like oh, she's on this very personal journey yeah. to like climb this mountain just by this from this urge she has and meets other characters right. along the way who are really interesting and weird. And like I was in the everything you're saying is correct, and the game excels at every part of it. The art is fantastic. The story is fantastic. The writing is fantastic. Music. The music, the music. is insane. You can check it out on Bandcamp. Yeah. It's, it's the whole soundtrack's available. You got to. It's awesome. Also nominated for an IGF award for, this, for the music. Or well for the sound. deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. And yeah, the gameplay is so good, but I'm finding myself, you know, it started off with like, okay, cool. Yeah, I get the loop here. I love the room progression because it is, as somebody who's not great at platformers, and obviously they're putting new mechanics in there, I found myself going for the strawberries, which are like the, you don't need to get, but are like, hey, feather in your cap if you do, because you respawn so quickly that the checkpoints are, like, it's every room. So mm-hmm. it's like, I jump to a room and it's like, oh, well, there's, yeah, I'll spend 10 minutes trying to get a strawberry. What the hell? Yeah. And then at the end, I noticed like in the hotel levels, last level I beat, I'm playing it only like on the go. Uh, it was very much like I was not getting frustrated because I was got yeah, my ass handed to me by the end boss or whatever. But it was like, God, I just want to fucking beat this. Not to say I beat it, but because I want to know the end of his story. How mm-hmm. are they going to wrap this up for him? What does it mean for her? Yeah. What's going on the phone? And you haven't even gotten to like that. You know, yeah. it, it gets, it it gets, gets yeah. so good. So how, how far are you? Now? I'm just into so that's that at the end of the night. third, yeah. third so chapter. Okay, and you obviously beat the game. Yeah. So when I was working on it, I like played through it, and but I at the time the B sides and stuff were still coming together. So and I, so purposefully where there like wasn't a story, I was like, I'm not gonna play that. I'm gonna wait until so to give myself stuff to play at the end. So now as I'm going through, I'm getting every strawberry, and I'm as soon as I unlock a B side, I'm going and playing through that. Which I don't know if you've tried them at I all. I have yet. my B side. I've been I've picked up my first B side, but I haven't played it yet. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because they're um, you know it's essentially a brand new level in the same sort of world of that other level okay um but they're pretty brutal and until we were talking about it a bit earlier 
easier. It turns into more of like a puzzle game where it's yeah. like, all right, I need to actually really think about how to figure out this this screen, uh, just like the regular game, but only sort of exponential. And you'll mm-hmm. you'll be trying some route for like a hundred deaths, and you're like, oh wait a minute, I should just be doing this, and then solve it in like five. Boom. Yeah. And then because you advance to the next screen a second later, like you're saying, it's like you and you respawn quickly. Yeah. And it's like, all right, now there's a whole new brand new challenge that I immediately don't feel exhausted by the last yep. one. I can just hop straight into this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is like you're dying over and over again but it's I don't feel like I'm like okay that didn't work but I know what I'm supposed to can I do it okay I did that and then it would be the thing of solving that first little part and then oh it died there because I didn't even think what was on that other side of the wall mm-hmm. alright now I gotta figure it and like yeah just I wanna keep playing the game there's so much I have to say about this game that I feel sounds hyperbolic because it's just it's too good to me like the I love not only is the story good and you know we've seen a lot of games in recent years especially on the indie side try to deal with depression and anxiety and like character growth you know like personal growth and i feel like this game does it does it very well without being heavy-handed and without being kind of like cringeworthy uh and in addition to that makes the gameplay relate to the story that it has like it makes the moment-to-moment gameplay of a 2d platformer feel like it is it right there uh hand in hand meaningful with the story and with the characters and with what's going on and it's kind of like Shadow of the Colossus where like you you have these moments of like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, like what what's going on? And I love that. And uh, I feel like when we talk about uh, a lot of games, the easiest thing to do is compare it to other other games. Like, oh, it's like this mixed with this mixed with this. And this is one of those games where all of the the games that I compare it to, it's like, oh, well, it's like it's like the level design of Yoshi's Island mixed with the finding secrets of Donkey Kong Country 2 <laughs> mixed with the difficulty of, of Super Meat Boy uh, mixed with the the feeling of the jump being just right of any Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers game uh, mixed with the soundtrack of, of Shovel Knight. It's like an all-star list of the best parts of all these amazing games, and it works. From top to bottom, it works, and I think the the greatest compliment I can give it is I think this is the first game to totally nail uh, difficulty and giving options to tone the difficulty down yeah. without insulting the player. The assist mode is amazing. If the game's too hard for you, th- there's just a uh, the level of granularity is ridiculous of what you can do to make it easier for yourself, and it doesn't slap you on the wrist. It's not like uh, Super Mario where you you know get the little whatever the fuck it is. I the, forgot what it was. By every game has different things, but like you you're invincible forever or whatever. And the, the game kind of makes fun of you for doing it. It's not, not like a baby mode. Or, gave me a special hat in Super Mario, didn't it? What was that? I know you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's different, and it's like it feels like it's like hey man, everyone's different. Like that's kind of the point of the game. I mean, everyone I, has their own thing. When to do. you click on assist mode, right, to even find out what it is, there's just a heartfelt message from the developer who's just like, "Hey," or the team, I should say. But hey, the challenge of Celeste is critical to the story of Celeste. Like we want you to struggle here, but we understand that's not for everybody. So we've included this. We'd urge you to only do this in your second playthrough, but if you want to use this now, by all means, we want this game to be accessible. And last night I was telling my girlfriend she should play because I really do think she'd enjoy the story and yeah. the adventure of it. Um, and I, she wouldn't be able to get through it. I mean, she plays games, but not like Twitch stuff. Sure. Um, uh, so I told her, like, yeah, just use the assist mode. You can tone it down. You can turn yourself invincible or yeah. slow down time or exactly. whatever. Yeah, it's... It's just fantastic, and I love that it it, it never overstays its welcome. Uh, and I feel like the progression and the pacing of it is so fun. The respawns being as quick as they are, you never hit that point where you're just against a wall. You're like, "Fuck this!" Um, and because you're always on to the next thing, it's like, "Okay, cool." And there is that sense of progression. Um, and I just love the, the the every level has its own kind of gimmick. 
that makes it feel like a different game, like I just mentioned earlier. Like, there's certain moments I'm like, this is straight out of Yoshi's Island. This mm-hmm. is per- some moments I'm like Donkey Kong, like going through that. And uh, to get the the B side levels, which you were saying, which is a whole other game. It's very much like uh, Zelda with the second quest, you know, and like going yeah. back and getting like this more difficult version of what you have. And I love that since each world introduces a gimmick, even on the B sides, there's those gimmicks as well mm. uh, being really put to the test. And, and there's stuff you learn on the B sides pretty early on. The basic controls, like there's some pretty advanced techniques you can do right off the bat if you know what you're doing, but you won't really know like chances are until you play the b-side and then you're forced to use them and you're like oh now i can go back to the main game and do these crazy super jumps i didn't even know about yeah and Um, and what's what's really cool about it is to unlock the b-sides there's rooms you find that in addition to just the strawberries being all over and those being kind of the challenges there's other challenge rooms that are inspired by super mario galaxy 2 with the music based levels where uh to the beat of the music different platforms will come up and you have to go when you get through that, you unlock the B-side. And I love that that's music-based because the B-side is a music reference. You get the cassette, mm-hmm. and then uh, each of the B-sides has music contributed by uh, like iconic, awesome video game remix creators and, and uh, people that are just known in, in the world of video game music. And each level has its own kind of just remix theme song and, and, and vibe to it that is totally music-based that is that nothing to do with Celeste, the main game. And I'm like, it's the game that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. It's like no matter what... Aspect you look at it. It's just the polish is through the roof. There's also another layer too, which I don't know how much you know about that of like beyond there's, the B there's sides. More. There's more, you know, like <laughs> it, it, yeah, which I haven't I haven't tried any of that stuff yet. But uh, but yeah, it's just see. there's there's so much there, and I love that. Like I was saying, each world has its own gimmick, doesn't outstay its welcome. And as you keep going, I feel that the story elements are perfectly paced and they, they never get in the way you if you think about it it's like story in a 2d platform it's like oh that must be a lot of cutscenes or a lot of text and there's only one section in the game that has a lot of text mm-hmm. and it's meaningful it's awesome and it makes the rest of the game that much better mm-hmm. i am utterly in, in love with this game I, the end of it is so powerful so great and i could not recommend it higher awesome and yeah, I can't I, wait to get play more on the tr- the plane tomorrow. And, and, and for what I'll say too, with my experience with it, I will say one of the best things I can say about the game is that it is like absolutely a total reflection of the team in like this amazing way. Like it's such a warm, collaborative, awesome team of folks who all have like come from different backgrounds and have different experience. And I think you really feel that in the game. It just feels like this very like warm thing made, like this little gift of like here, enjoy this thing that we have like a lot of heart in. And, that is going to uh, destroy you, but yeah, you're going to love yeah. yourself for it. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was awesome to like even see a little tiny taste of that for me. But yeah, that's right. So you earlier before the show in the pre-show, you were talking about you were, you were playing it with different controllers and things yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. What's your experience with that? Uh, well, I was playing it um, with a DualShock for on on my Mac while I was working on it, and now I'm playing through it again on Switch. Um, I still feel like I prefer playing it on a DualShock Four, but like having it on Switch is nice on the go Do you too. Use so the analog or know. the I went back D-pad. and forth. I think I like tend to default to analog, but it was when I need to like be sure of something, I have like some reliable direction that I'll and and that's something for me as a which is tough on Switch because there's not much of a D-pad. Exactly, uh, and the analog is also not great for mm-hmm. this type of stuff. Uh, it's it the controls are so key, and it's like you can't fuck them up. Like you need to know exactly what you're doing, and I think this game does a great job of you look at the room. And you, it's a, it starts as a puzzle, and then it just turns into the mechanics of getting from point A to B. So once you figure out what you need to do, then it just becomes about doing it. Yeah. And the doing it part can be very hard uh, if the controls aren't perfect. Yeah. And I could never imagine playing a 2D platformer with an analog stick. Like, that's blasphemy. This game kind of requires that. 
And uh, I switched back and forth depending mm-hmm. on what I was doing. But uh, when I played the last half of the game using the GameCube controller. Oh, wow. uh, with connected to the switch yeah, yeah. with the because that kid said that because the, the, the kid said it yeah. because the, the analog has the octagonal just yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, sure. That's things and oh it made it so much better that's cool because yeah it's based on like an eight way dash so yeah so yeah. that that was really great but um, well, I'm, I'm sure a pro controller is also a and I I played half switch. the time in handheld mode and half the time with the pro okay. controller on the the TV and it's just like I mean no matter how you play this game it's great but I there was many deaths I had where I'm like thank you I did not. I should not have died, and it was just a stupid. Yeah, uh, no, it happened to me all the time. When I was playing initially, I was on the plane playing it with the Joy Cons, just in handheld mode, and I was like, "Wow, this is great." But even the rumble it was giving me, I was like, "That's too much." And so Mm -hmm. on the flight back, I busted out the Pro Controller, was sitting there at the air, you know, the airplane on the little little thing going with that. Next game, the Inpatient. The Inpatient. Supermassive PlayStation VR heads up FTC. Kevin put a note here. You're gonna have to put it again. Uh, PlayStation sent us this game for review. Uh, we didn't buy it, but we aren't paid by them because let me tell you, what a fucking disappointment. No. Uh, Born. Yeah, Kevin kept. Kevin kept walking in the room when I was playing it because it was when you guys went to LA for Funhouse, mm-hmm. and I had gotten and I was like, oh, perfect. The afternoon off uh, from like being on camera. I have the VR setup. I'm super. I'm super stoked for this game put it on went in and it was just like it, it's like the for vr in particular it's that critical moment when you know it's off rails of i'm in another world whoa and i'm like where have any good emails have come in like you know what i mean i'm waiting on response because it's just like emails? it's uh, it's just, it's not scary it's boring you move too slowly uh I mean, like fidelity-wise, it's fine. It's not like it's yeah, bad yeah. there, and and this is like the sort of spinoff of Until Dawn, right? It's the prequel. You're in the sanatorium that they, you know, is in Until. Dawn. I think you're in. The, it's the '60s versus you know present day Until right. Dawn. They do something at the end to try to tie it together, but it's just like how long is the experience? I when I I've seen a lot of people online say an hour and a half. I want to say it was two hours, a little bit more for mm. me, but I think I did do. Eventually, Kevin, you, you were checking emails. Kevin you came in and I did pop it off, and, and I'm like, I'm bored as shit. And I did check emails and did do stuff. I think I came in here and filmed some bump for something. So it wasn't like I was just going straight through it, but it was a slog. Eventually, you turn a corner where it's like, oh, okay, it's moving a bit more. There are like. <laughs> on top of it being an easy platinum, I will play it again because there there are butterfly moments. There's like six of them though. It's not like Until Dawn where it like really got crazy, mm-hmm. but there are things of like by we, you get to the end. It's a game that <laughs> thank you, thank you, yes, thanks. Andy, <laughs> Andy, Andy heard the call that. Tim thank you, I Good man, thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. What is what is the gameplay? Because I actually don't know much about the game besides like the teasers that I've seen. I mean, yeah, it's is it like until dawn. Like no, God, no. well, so, I mean, is it the third? You know, no, no, it's first person. It's, it's, first person, it's you're, you're a, sort of action adventure. You're a patient like, in the sanatorium, okay. and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And so, the first part <laughs> is you in your fucking room a long time with your roommate talking to her. Mm. Well, it was a her for me, and I don't know if that changes. I chose in the beginning to be a female, um, but then it's like you know you pick up stuff and you flip it around, and then it takes you back to a memory because like it starts with you getting like electroshock and like mm. trying to remember things and figure it all out, but then like things go off the rails. You know what I mean? And, like at some point, I'm I'm spoiling impatient. Like there's a lockdown and you guys can't get out for a few days and all these different things happen and then finally the door opens but like you're you you get separated from your roommate and it's, you finally introduce some new characters and things start happening and they start trying to finally weave this story of like 
who are you and why are you here and what the fuck's happening? And it, it cause it, and it, this isn't, a, I don't think a spoiler. Well, I don't want to spoil cast this. I didn't, it wasn't great, but it did leave me enough questions that I do want to play it again. Mm-hmm. Just to get, especially now that I know that it's super short and I know where to go and like skip a little bit faster. But I was so, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm very pro PlayStation VR, right? I'm doing a PlayStation VR show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games this month. And it's because stuff like Moss and stuff uh, like Blood and Truth, where I've seen it and played it and been like, this is awesome. I had played the inpatient demo at the same time and it, and it was, all right, I'm in the room. There's one jump scare. Okay, this could be, this will be interesting. I like Supermassive. And like, it just doesn't come together. It's just uh, a slog of playing through. Uh, there's a few jump scares. There's not that bad. I think they, uh, don't use enough things from until dawn that made until dawn interesting where there is a moment of like just one moment i think maybe two of like stand still remember how you get until dawn the first time that pops up you're like oh fuck don't move the controller that's mm-hmm. fucking crazy this one pops up don't move the headset you're like oh okay and then it's like it's over and it's go. just like all right cool and then on to the next thing that's so sad because yeah. i mean obviously until dawn's great that in vr sounds amazing and my favorite psvr game is until dawn rush Rondo of blood of, oh yeah rush of blood yeah and uh, yeah, that this this seemed like when we saw the trailer at E three, I want to say, yeah, um, I was like, holy there crap, was a trailer this sure. sounds fantastic. Yeah. And well, I mean, you f- figure two, yeah, well, sure, yeah, yeah, but still, but I mean, I loved the, it was super I massive. Like that, it was VR, it, yeah, the, yeah, it was yeah the same you know people, I mean? and like that had enough scares that I'm like, cool. And you figure for you know the other side of the screen for our expectations, it was. In 2017, fucking Resident Evil 7 on VR. Holy I was about to shit. Say, I think like the horror VR yeah. bar is pretty high. And that was the thing. Holy, f- that was so amazing. When we, when we filmed the PlayStation VR show, right? We tried to do an episode on Paranormal Activity. And we uh, we ended up stopping in the middle. Like, this isn't good. Scrap it. You know what I mean? Of like, we wanted it to be fresh and jump scary. And we just didn't enjoy it at all. But it, my thought process when we scrapped it was like, well, the inpatient's coming up. I'll be able to drop Tim into a cool moment and go from that. And it's just like. I there's like Does, a cool yeah Kevin watched off screen and it was just a lot of picking stuff up and looking around it's just like this isn't what this game should have been does it feel like something that was made for VR yeah 100% okay yeah but I mean not in a good way necessarily sure, right sure, yeah. because you move so slowly mm. like even walking around your room like I when you first got it and you put it on like there's a whole scene of like calibration pretty much where the guy's like all right now get out of your bed and walk to me and you walk over to him and you move so slow I was like yeah. well this I mean, makes I, sense I, I'm out of a wheelchair I'm, I'm using yeah, and I'm sure that's all comfort issue stuff but it doesn't mean it's the best solution exactly and so like when they do open it up and you're like walking around the yeah. outside down hallways you're just like I'm clearly going there. Let's yeah, it's top of the game like that, I imagine. It sounds like you're in a room or in a cell or something where yeah. it's like you want to have sort of probably free teleportation, but then it's like you can't teleport out of your cell, so yeah. how do you yeah, handle yeah. it? And maybe something's just don't quite work thematically, which then taints the movement, it sounds like. You know, I thought Until Dawn uh, looked so good. You don't remember how well yeah, yeah. faces looked. In the main granted, menu, you're like, whoa. Yeah, granted, it's VR. You're going to have a screen door effect. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't playing on a pro. I'm playing on the my retail unit here. Like, there's a distinct moment that's meant to be like the don't move moment and all this shit's happening. And when the scary thing shows up, I'm just like, that looks terrible. Mm -hmm. Like this doesn't like, this just doesn't look good. And like there's, there's no, at the end it's almost, if, if it wasn't easy platinum, I would just read the Wikipedia. But like at some point I'm going to have an hour and a half to myself and just be like, well, let's go make the other choices and see where it all plays out. But I was like, so like, I can't, and it sucked to be playing it and Kevin come in and like, how is it? I'm like, 
it's not, I'm bored right now, but I'm hoping. And he kept checking in every 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, it's still, still not there. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, I'm curious if from that spectrum of like until dawn to rush of blood to impatient, like that's pretty sort of connected games are very different. Like what, what would you want to see from supermassive as like a next thing? Like, well, I'd want to see them do until dawn two or a until dawn game like okay. that. Right. Like they're doing Bravo team as well. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this scares me for Bravo team. Because I feel like they missed the mark so much here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think they're... I, guess I they're, imagine that's a different team, though, too. You, I, Of course, I of course, of fun. course. I'm painting with a very broad sure, brush sure. here. But it's just the fact of, okay, like, the, the, I thought this was a slam dunk. Right, I, right. You know, I think since Until Dawn and since and with Russia Blood, it's been like... I don't man, know if everyone loved Russia Blood, but Well, sure, but I, I mean, did. for what it was. Yeah. I mean, like, right, of like, hey, here's this shooting gallery on... My, whole, my only complaint ever with Russia Blood was just like... Why did they attach Until Dawn to this? Like, mm-hmm. that was a weird thing. Why are you trying to make this Until Dawn? I guess to me, the reason I loved it so much is, you know, uh, with VR, shooting galleries work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fun. The idea of shooting guns and being able to move and see the, like, see your hands and all that shit. Like, that is, that is a function that really works. Yeah. On rails, on a roller coaster type thing, that works. Yeah. And when you take that and add jump scares and shit, scary games in VR, that works. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, that game works more than, than most things I've experienced on it. Totally. And it wasn't just an experience. There's a game there. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're not wrong at all. Like, I think you're right. And that's the thing here is that this is a game caught somewhere between a game and an experience. And, like, there's ideas here, but they just didn't execute on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Bummer. sucks. Next game I want to talk about. Guacamelee 2. Oh, yeah. You motherfucker. Yeah. It's more just, more just a, a, yeah, being a jerk and teasing you it. motherfucker. But, uh, How are my drink box boys doing? And they're doing well. Yeah, yeah they're they're making a great game. Um, yeah, so I've been doing some like consulting type stuff in my new weird freelance uh, sure. new. adventure. Um, and one of those things was recently to work with those guys to sort of do a full play test and play through the game oh, and give wow. them a bunch of feedback, which was a couple weeks ago. Um, and I basically got the okay from them to say like, yeah, I played it. It's coming along great. I was going to uh, say, really I wonder cool. if you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your um, play test yeah, is like, this yeah. is shit. <laughs> like, oh, talk about it it's, on any uh, podcast you want. It's great to go back to that world after like four or five years or whatever oh, yeah. it's been. Yeah. And just immediately really charming and funny uh, and looks like beautiful. I mean, they had like a great art direction before style yeah. uh, but now like it's amazing lighting and there's just lots of little touches that are really nice and mm. uh, it's coming along I great so, yeah I, 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 I wasn't quite sure what to expect because it was a nice surprise when they announced it uh, yeah like the PSX you know pre-show or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it's coming along well because you asked me like we're, you know, we're talking about what we're playing what and I was like what have I been playing oh yeah that one thing I can't talk about but at least I want to you say that. You have something to say. Got something. Uh, and then Blossom Tales, Greg. Oh right, yeah, Blossom Tales. This is the. I don't one. know what that is. It's a. It's a. Here, I'll show you. It's, it's a, a link to the past there. style. It's a knockoff of link to the past. Game. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it, uh, okay. Maybe it, I saw that in the store. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 It's uh. It's fun. It's good. When I was trying to find video games on the Switch store, which is a oh yeah. <laughs> if only there were a few on there. If only you know yeah. what I mean. You weren't like constantly barraged by it. But no, Tennis. it's it's totally a link between uh, or a link to the past. I I was jumping. Link between worlds, um, Zelda game where you're going through, you know, top down like that. Except this time you play as a, even the menu font. Ex- oh, totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, it's a brilliant game. Like right now, as I restart it for you, it is very much uh, Princess Bride, okay. where a gr- grandfather's telling a story to the kids, and so it's littered with you know jokes and all stuff. When you restart the game and you pick back up, he does a little recap of where you hmm. left off in the story. Oh, right? that's, like yeah, that. that's, that's our direction. 
when you start the game, it is very much like he's like, have I told you the story about the this guy who's lost in time and his name is Lin-? and they cut him off like, yeah, you say that all the time. Nice. So he tells you this new story or them this new story. That's funny. where you're the, you're the I think princess or the king's daughter or whatever. And you want to join the knights and you've joined. You've finally been accepted into the knights and then all hell breaks loose and you have to go through and you're playing through fighting monsters, doing dungeons like that's some some quality pot smashing. So that's exactly yeah, that's lots important. of pot smashing. I, yeah, I wasn't sold on this because yeah. I was like. Yeah, I don't really need it. Seeing this right now in action yeah. in the dungeon, yeah. I'm like, oh wow, this really. Hold on, Kev's gonna show you how Sky came in a second here. There, there is, we there go. Is. You have a tilt 51 tilt friend request, there by the go. way. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no you're no, fine. No, oh, he's got oh, Sky yeah. came. He's got oh, Sky came for you. Yeah, yeah. Another reason, if you audio listeners should pull your car over. Uh, no, oh I, I would have. <laughs> what had happened is, uh, I guess yeah, this is this is what I was wrong about oh, with Celeste, is that I had played this on the flight to Canada. And had a great time and loved it. And then when I landed there, my Celeste code came in, started playing it at the Airbnb, and I was like, fuck, I love this game. And then oh God. So it's Celeste is what derailed me here. But this game, also awesome. I, I had asked you guys uh, last games cast that I was on yeah. what I should play, and you had shouted this game out, bought it. I love it. I want to play well, more of it. Okay. Yeah. But it kind of falls into, here's the th- one downside to it. Oh, this looks cool. It falls into... Um, it's very stressful doing this live. What's the knockoff Zelda that I was always talking about? Oceanhorn. Oceanhorn. It's a very mm-hmm. Oceanhorn game, right? Of like, cool. When I left Oceanhorn, I wasn't really compelled to go back. I when I left this one, now great. Then I'm playing Celeste, and there's a million other Switch games I have on there right now. It is very much like I loved this. This was a great experience. It killed the flight. That was perfect, and I really liked it. But I'm not like I need to go back and play it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's more Zelda, and that's great. And if that's exactly what you want, fantastic. Yeah, off uh, seems borderline on the tidious, but very cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like 3D dot game heroes yeah, <laughs> or wow. Ocean Horn. Yeah. But yeah, I like it a lot. It was thought it was great. Cool, thank you. No problem. And then Iconoclasts. I just backed you up like six screens, by the way. That's fine, that's fine. Well, I'm gonna, this is very much going to be one of those games I start, and I'm like, where did I leave mm-hmm. off? Oh, nice. pl- look, look at that Nine in the Wood just came out today. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm on it, man. Come on. Another yeah. game that I abandoned too early on PlayStation 4. Oh, really? Oh, I, man. It's, it's so good. A game everyone's like, Greg, Night in the Woods yes, is your yes. jam. You need to play this game. And I started on PlayStation 4, and I was like, this is great. And then the next day, whatever came, mm-hmm. and I had to go play that. Uh, Iconoclast. Have you played this at all? No, I'm, I'm curious about it, though. Uh, I, I mean, this is a shitty thing of where I played the first two or three levels or something like that, or I put maybe 30 an hour into it before I left. It was so good that I want to come back to it now. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Like, yeah it looks really, it really cool. PlayStation 4. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was that thing where it's I. It's on, on Vita too. I know. I know yeah. it's on Vita. And it was, it was the day or two days before I guess I left where it was like, no, I'm just bringing the switch. I want to commit to finally I, playing some of these games. Yeah. I bought like, uh, yeah, I bought so much stuff right before I left for the I, trip. I had a weird existential moment before I went on my own trip like a week ago where uh, I was like, oh, Iconoclast came out on Vita. Should I bring my Vita on the plane to play? Which is where I used to play a lot of Vita yeah. stuff. And I, you know, I worked at Sony and I love Vita and spent a lot of time with it. But I was like, now I got the Switch. Oh man, this is a weird, weird moment. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I went well, with the Switch. I have this Waterfield way bag. They don't, it's not an ad. Uh, but I, it's, it, it, it's the same bag I had for my Vita, but big enough for the Switch. And mm-hmm. I can fit both in there. Oh, nice. So for a while I was dual wielding and I was like, this time I have to, <laughs> I bought so much stuff. I put so much, there's so much shit on Switch I haven't played. I needed to commit mm-hmm. to it. Iconoclast, first blush, Really cool, really like it. Beautiful art style. I like the gameplay of it. You know, 2D scratch going and shooting stuff. It's great. Mm. Duh, have you played Owlboy? No, I'm waiting for that here. Okay, yeah, I'm waiting for it. from everything else as well. Isn't that in like days? Yeah. Ja- Is oh, it? Oh, wait. 
No, yeah, like, no, they like, pushed it. Right? Like, it was like two weeks. Like, right. I thought it was oh, supposed cool. to be like January twenty fifth, and now it's February. I'm excited yeah. to play that because they, you know, did you I play it on PC at all? No, no, I haven't played either. Oh, okay. Um, I think Alboy I was maybe a little more interested in. Um, I think that I like the art a little bit more, but I'm curious about both. But Alboy came through our GDC stream right after we left and started kind of funny, and we were all like, "That's amazing." But then it was sort of like, "Well, yeah, both games have been around for yeah, exactly. I know we're just the reviews on Steam, and Hollow Knight's coming too. Very excited for that. I think that's there's still no date for that, as far as I understand. Right. But God, so much cool shit. Yeah, and then the the, the, games. the last game to talk about, Mom hid my game. Yeah, you guys mm -hmm. both played this. Oh yeah, what is this? Uh, Nick, explain it. <laughs> I would say I'm a longtime uh, fan of the franchise. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is which started with Hidden My Game by Mom. On, yeah, the on totally mobile. broken. On, I, I don't know if it's just on iOS, but it's definitely on iOS. Uh, and Hidden My Game by Mom too. Um, and then my brother ate my pudding is sort of the spiritual successor there. Have you heard of uh, any of these games? Fucking with me? No. These are all, yeah. And actually, the developer Hap Inc. I think has made like a whole bunch more games. But um, oh yeah, play a level. Just play can a we, level. Can we just get that jam up on the? Yeah. Put out. Put that. Yeah. Gotta hear that. That's. Uh. Um, so yeah. So they. I, I wish they had actually left the original title intact. Oh yeah. Totally. Now totally. mom hid my game. It's like I guess that sentence that makes sense. Yeah. But well, that was um, another thing where Jen, when I was playing this on the plane, leaned over. She's like, "Oh, that's funny. They, oh, they wait. They fixed stuff." I'm, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, "What are you talking about? I've never heard of yeah. this before." Uh, it's just super charming. Really funny. Like. It's just like great comedy through game design. Yeah. Um, and you actually mentioned called it a hidden object game, which I hadn't even really thought of. It yeah. sort of is where it's like. So the idea is that your mom, you play too many video games, so your mom steals what basically looks like a 3DS. Mm -hmm. It might even be a 3DS for this Nintendo version. I think it looks more like a 3DS now. Yeah, exactly. And so she takes it and hides it around the house. So every level is you opening cupboards or moving drapes and trying to find it, but it gets progressively crazier and crazier and crazier to where. Crowds of people are walking through your house and you have to figure out how to stop them. Your mom's over there with a lampshade on her head in case you accidentally tap her. But sometimes you'll think it's going to be her and mm -hmm. it's not. That's what you need to tap there's, the solution for. There's lots of really right. funny, weird, subversive like comedy moments. Yeah. And there's also some... Uh, there's also some like weird. I don't want to spoil any puzzles, but uh, and if you, do you play the originals or just this one? No, just this one. Is oh man, you so should far. you should play play the sequel too. I don't okay. know if it's going to come to Switch, but um, oh. So the first one actually was like uh, thirty levels, and this is the same thing. Only they added like twenty more or so. Um, and there's also a couple key levels where it's have sort of meta puzzles that I don't want to ruin, but are like brilliant. When you do it, you're like, oh, that's amazing. Oh sure. Um, and then actually, I don't know if you finished this one. I haven't finished it, yet. but now I haven't finished this one either. I've been trying to take it slow on purpose. But the endings actually of both games are like really poignant and sweet. And I was like, oh man, in this very silly game, they managed to have this really like sweet commentary on like playing too many video games. And it's it's just like a wonderful ending. It's really charming. I love that. I love that uh that dev. I was gonna say I do not like the controls at all. Then I realized touch screen. Yeah, the touch screen. Yeah. That makes that shit choice. It's funny because like it's this is like it's amazing that like there's a version of this now on Switch and it's like you know, barely, uh, like not a not a mobile game, but, but yeah, it is, yeah, and it yeah. works, and it, and it's great. And like I said, it's like fifty levels now. There's a whole bunch of new stuff. So even if you played the original on iOS, which you probably didn't, uh, <laughs> let's be honest, um, it's it's a great game. It's hilarious. Like it's a wonderful thing. If I hadn't it's played the original, like I would be recommending this even more strongly. Like this would have been like a total shock out of nowhere. Oh but, yeah, that's what it was for me. Yeah, Where yeah. I started, I'm like, I don't like people. You guys had recommended it, the Gamescast audience. And I looked into it, I was like, all right, like, I don't, I don't, I like hidden object games. Mm -hmm. How is it going to be interesting? Mm -hmm. And then when it is like, oh, this is just a comedy, where it is like, you start doing stuff you think it would do or whatever, and like, that's totally the I wrong thing. I just opened a closet and an alligator came out, so. Yep, that's a lot of the game. I'm trying to pull up my phone so I can look at the, uh, the other, there's another recent release by that same developer um, that's a little bit creepy, but still fun. Uh, Mom called hit my body. Toki Meter. 
What's tokimeter? It's uh, you're like sort of trying to impress a girl that you're chasing after okay. and just doing different things and like catching flowers for her and stuff. <laughs> and it's got a, a toki toki meki meter, which I don't know what that means, but. Little, yeah, anyway, a little, little weirder, a little creepier, but um, <laughs> still fun, cool, switch, fun, fun sense of humor. Yeah. 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 Well, Nick, thank you very much for joining us. Where, oh, where can so people get me. the book? Uh, BossFiveBooks.com. You can also, and actually, you, that's where you get like the physical book. Um, you can also get the ebook, maybe the physical book on Amazon, um, and a couple scant bookstores across like the Strand in, in uh, New York and nice. uh, uh, maybe um, what's called Powell's in, in, in Portland, like some of the big famous bookstores. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah BossFiveBooks.com. Uh, Agro is the 15% off code we're going right now in celebration of the remake. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Now, Tim, before you let us go, yeah. I, of course, again, need to remind the FTC that PlayStation sent us those games. They didn't pay us to tell us about it. We're just, you got to tell you that they sent them to us because I'm sure you thought we somehow murdered a man and got Shadow Colossus early, but no, in fact, they sent it to us. But they didn't pay us to talk about it. That's why I can say the impatient, not worth your time or money. Sorry. Until next time. I love you. I didn't get anybody. I'm just saying what it is. You know, call him like cool. I see him. Play Monster Hunter, everybody. Come find Kevin and I. And play Celeste. Seriously. Too many games Too already. Too many games. And Shadow of the Colossus. God. And buy the book. Buy the Do it all, man. And follow Nick God, on buy Twitter. Buy the soundtrack to Celeste. <laughs> Grow a beard. Do it all. Oh, my God. <laughs>